0: Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith. We're going to celebrate Ghost Stories, um, Season 4, Episode 7, Tiffany and uh, Tony Plana and uh, Morgan Britton. They're all going to talk about their experiences with ghosts.
1: In this book, called the satanic bible it felt almost like these hands were going to come out and grab you at any moment no place felt safe in that room
0: here we are I was struck with this ominous feeling I could see that there was some sort of light it forced me to go towards it without Oh, I felt something erupt.
1: Somebody was watching every move I made. <laughs> Did you see that?
0: <laughs> something to have this kind of
1: power? That something can literally take over? It was too much for me to process. that i would have an experience of my own i was messing around in areas that i shouldn't have been messing around and i haven't told this story to anyone i don't even like talking about it even now i'm like oh i know i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight put it that way part of my life my grandmother read the Bible every day I was always taught with prayer your life will be less chaotic with that said there was a lot of chaos in my family my parents had divorced when I was two years old I had a lot of alcoholics in my family So I had a lot of doubts about myself and about our family, and is this normal, this lifestyle? Even though they were wonderful, loving people, they definitely had their own demons. My mom was going into rehab. So I go to live with my father, who I hadn't lived with since I was two years old. Now I'm under his roof. There's rules. I couldn't really go out with my friends, definitely couldn't have a boyfriend. I had to be at home, no phone, it was just a very dark atmosphere for me. He was very loving, but controlling. So my world just became a very small place. I was extremely angry, I didn't know what to do. With all the anger. So I went to a, a private school at that time because, again, my dad was paranoid. He thought that having it be a small school would be the best thing for me, there'd be a lot of control there. The other side of that is that a lot of those kids there were there because they had gotten kicked out of other schools. They had problems. They were acting out all the things inside of me that I do want to do. As we started our friendship, they started telling me about witchcraft and Ouija boards and being able to control people. That sounded very interesting to me at that time because I just really wanted to have control. I wanted to be as rebellious and darkness seemed really cool at the time. Eventually, my dad became familiar with the faces at school, and he knew that I had a couple of girlfriends, and he started to kind of let me go to their house after school, just for a couple of hours. One day, we were reading this book called the Satanic Bible reading about demons, and warlocks, and witches, how to cast spells and pray to the devil. I was drawn to it. As I had that book in my hand, I definitely felt like this is not a joke. Just like I believe the Bible, I believe that that book has power as well. We were reading this book and they were wanting to talk to spirits, all these witches and warlocks, and they're conjuring up these people. We call into the dark one. We call into the dark one. We call into the dark one. Whoa, I heard something. All of a sudden, one person said she heard a voice in her ear. And then it just was like the room went like this. I definitely felt a darkness, a heaviness, a presence. It felt almost like these hands were going to come out and grab you at any moment. No place felt safe in that room. very freaked out from that episode. Having this book around me scared me very badly, but yet I did something that I still question to this day why I did it. I brought it home. Now I have the Satanic Bible. I bring it to my bedroom where I feel anger and here I have this book that was in tune with my feelings. At night I would get it out and I would read through it. Probably I read it for maybe four or five days straight. This one particular night my dad and I had had a little scuff.
0: What do you mean? Well, Where are you
1: going? I wanted to do something. I wanted to go to Obviously a birthday party, you know, and it was a no, like many other no's. And I got extremely angry, more angry than I really had gotten before. No, not in my house. You won't. Just no, this but... overwhelm. No, this yeah. ugliness really manifested. I went and got my my book and started reading it and I think I read more than I had ever read before I went to bed I was in bed maybe two hours I'm laying there in my bed and I felt something breathing in my ear and I thought it was my father So I kind of went, Dad, stop. It's not funny. Stop. Immediately annoyed. The breathing got heavier. And I could feel the breath. Very, very warm. You know, kind of that sound. So I looked around and there was nothing there. So I laid back. I didn't want to put myself in that same position in case it did come back. I laid face up and I'm struggling to go back to sleep. And it did it again. And the third time, the breath was very strong, very moist and hot. It felt like an animal. Something was holding me down. It was going to take over my spirit.
0: There's a ghost. He came back and would kidnap children and eat them. Footprints, and realized that both my cousins—they were missing. That really frightened me. Celebrity.
1: I looked around and there was nothing there. I'm struggling to go back to sleep, and it did it again. And the third time, the breath was very strong, very moist and hot. It felt like an animal, and I looked over. this man standing on the side of my bed. Just this blank stare. These eyes that you could see almost right through them. Almost like holes for eyes. And then I felt like something was holding me down. And I'm now panicking. so i tried to scream and i couldn't scream. i was sure it was going to take over my my spirit so i started praying and i could feel this presence get extremely angry all i could do was just say please god i'm so sorry i am so sorry whatever i've been messing with it is real Please help me. And all of a sudden, it was gone. I'm finally able, after praying, to move. And I ran out of my bedroom, down the hallway. And right away, my dad heard my door open. So he kind of poked his head out and said, what's going on? Nothing. I said, oh, nothing. I'm just thirsty. I was too ashamed to tell my dad what was going on. He probably would have said it was a nightmare. It wasn't a nightmare. I was just shaking, thinking, I don't want to go back in there. I mean, I I don't want to go back in there. But knew I had to. And went back into my room and did not go to sleep at all. And, you know, I prayed. i ended up throwing the book away i didn't want to give it back to anybody i didn't want them to have i didn't want that experience to happen to anybody else willing or not it changed my life as shameful as that is that i allowed something like that in my life it made the other side so clear to me and it opened up the door of compassion rather than anger
0: it was a an earth shattering experience so to speak the fact that i i felt no longer on earth for a few moments there that i felt transported into a different reality and connected to something otherworldly that um, I had never experienced before or since. I was born in Havana, Cuba. And it was the summer of 1960. I was only eight years old. And as we did every year, every summer, the family gathered all our belongings and we moved to the family farm and joined a lot of our cousins and their families there for a three-month stay. After dinner, we would gather around the campfire and tell stories of the history of our family and how we got there to that farm. Some of these stories involved the folklore in that area. And one story that always seemed to surface was the story of the Indian boy, El Indio a young boy, eight years old, who had been orphaned by the massacre of his parents that took place between the indigenous people the Cibonese and the Spaniards back in the early 16th century. This little boy he had run off into the woods to save himself and to survive had begun to eat some of the animals from some of the local farmers and at some point somebody saw him, shot him and he was killed and so the stories grew of this little boy that as a ghost, he came back and would not only eat animals, but sometimes kidnap children and eat them it was pretty scary story, but uh, part of me didn't quite buy it night the adults had gone to the nearest town of Cienfuegos. I had two older boy cousins and we would stay in the same room together we were getting ready for bed and I remember since the adults were not there the older cousins who were in charge they made sure that all the shutters were locked that the doors were uh, secured My cousin seemed to fall asleep right away. I started to doze. About three in the morning, I was awakened by the shutters uh, rattling. And it didn't seem to make sense because we had taken such care to make sure that the shutters were closed. I looked around the room and realized that both cousins were not in their beds. They were missing. So I got up in the middle of that night. I noticed that the back door was open and was bouncing back and forth. Not only was the back door open, but the gate of the backyard was also open. I was struck with this ominous feeling who opened the shutters where are my cousins I thought maybe they were trying to frighten me in some way so I tried to see if I could expose their little hoax I decided to go out there and and see if I could find them and as soon as I left the back back gate. I was startled the remains of a pigeon whose neck had been broken. I thought, wow, my cousins are really going out of their way to try and scare me. I mean, they're actually killing a pigeon. All of a sudden, I heard voices coming from the bamboo grove. Young voices, like the voices of my cousins. I thought the best thing to do was to show them that I wasn't scared. So I mustered up my courage and I started walking down the path towards the bamboo grove where I heard these noises. As I got almost halfway there, there was another carcass. This beautiful rooster that had been butchered, sliced in half. That really... Hello. No. Me to go towards it without my consent. There you have it Tony Plana and, and Tiffany's
1: Ghost Stories. Tell me again, say, tight